Would you have missed him? If you had lived in Israel in the first century and had a relationship with Jesus Christ back then, just like the relationship you have with Jesus Christ right now, would you have missed him after he ascended into heaven on Ascension Thursday? I ask that question because we only miss people that we care about. We only miss people that we're close to. We only miss people that we know. Every once in a while, somebody will say to me, Father Ray, I really miss him. Father Ray, I really miss her. Referring to a deceased relative or friend. Now, I'll do my best as a priest to empathize with that person in their grief and in their loss, but quite honestly, it's very hard to do if I did not know their deceased relative or friend myself. We only miss people we know, people with whom we have a close personal relationship. The apostles missed Jesus after he ascended into heaven. They missed him a lot. The scribes and the Pharisees, on the other hand, did not. They could not have cared less that Jesus wasn't around. Nor did the people that Jesus hadn't touched with his love and with his truth during his three-year ministry. They didn't miss him either. For them, Ascension Thursday was a day like any other day. Sometimes our evangelical and fundamentalist Protestant brothers and sisters will criticize us Catholics because they'll say that many of us focus more on the rules of the church than we do on the person of Jesus Christ. And as much as I hate to say this, to some extent, I think they're right. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that rules and commandments are not important. If you've ever heard me preach, you know that I think rules and commandments are extremely important. But I am saying that the center of our religion is not the commandments. The center of our religion is a person, a living person, and his name is Jesus. So I ask you this evening, why are you here at this Holy Day Mass? I'm glad you are here, first of all, because a lot of Catholics seem to think it's optional when it's not optional. But is that the only reason? Are you here simply because one of the rules, one of the precepts of the Church says that you've got to be here every single Holy Day, and if you're not, you'll commit a mortal sin? Is that your first and perhaps only motivation? Be honest in answering that question in your own heart. Or are you here primarily because you love Jesus Christ and want to grow closer to Him through the grace you will receive here in word and in sacrament? And of course, yes, there's an obligation too, but that's secondary. I think many Catholics obey only because they fear. Whereas we are supposed to obey 
because we love. We're supposed to obey and follow all the rules and the commandments, first and foremost, because we love Jesus Christ and want to please Jesus Christ and want to be faithful to Jesus Christ and want to share Jesus Christ with the world. On that note, it's no secret that Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger did not want to be Pope. He didn't. He had served God faithfully in Rome for a number of years in a very difficult position. He was the prefect of the Sacred Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. A very hard job. And he was very good at it. But he was looking forward, since he was in his late 70s, to retiring. He wasn't going to stop being a priest or a bishop, but he wanted to go back home to Germany, where he was from, to academia, back to the writing and the research and the teaching that he loved so much. Remember, for many years before he became a bishop, he was a university professor. He was a world-renowned theologian. I was in college in the late 70s. I studied theology then. I was in grad school and then in seminary in the early to mid-80s. I read Joseph Ratzinger's writings in my classes. We were all required to. He was one of the top, probably, three theologians in the world. But then things changed. His plans got changed. John Paul II, his friend, died, and his fellow cardinals elected him to replace John Paul. And he said yes. Now let me tell you something. If Cardinal Ratzinger had taken the job only because he feared the wrath of God and the fires of hell, we would all be paying the price right now because he'd be a miserable man and a very angry pope. But he is neither of those things, is he? As we all know from his recent visit to the United States, he impressed so many people, even people who had been writing against him in our country, with his demeanor, with his love, with his fatherliness. This is because he accepted the call to serve as Pope primarily for all of those Christ-centered reasons I mentioned earlier. He said yes to the call to be Pope because he loves Jesus Christ and wants to please Jesus Christ, and wants to be faithful to Jesus Christ, and wants to share Jesus Christ with the world. And you know, it's interesting, sometimes when we say yes to God and His will, when it doesn't coincide with our will, God opens up new doors that are unimaginable. You know, He was going to go back to Germany and teach students in a classroom. Now he's teaching the whole world. His classroom is the whole world. And he is still writing. And he is still doing research in the midst of all his other responsibilities. God has blessed him so much because he said yes. If Pope Benedict had been there in the first century with Peter and the other apostles when Jesus ascended to heaven, he would have felt the same loss in his heart that they felt in theirs. He would have missed Jesus as much as they did. That's because he has a deep personal relationship with his Lord and Savior. 
May the same be true for all of us. And may that relationship begin, or if it's already begun, may it be intensified here today at this Mass.